This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This video is brought to you by Zero, business accounting software that has all the time-saving tools you need to grow your business. Import bank transactions, send invoice reminders, pay your staff, and drive profitability through Zero projects. Whether in the office or on the go using the easy-to-use mobile app, you can run your business with ease, even if you don't have much of an accounting background, like me. Zero also allows you to invite your own accountants and bookkeepers to help you meet all your tax obligations for that extra feel of security. By signing up using the specific link in the description, you will receive 50% off your first three months. Quick and easy to set up, cancel at any time, with free 24-hour support, add as many users as you wish, and with no hidden fees, there's no excuse you shouldn't sign up for Zero today. Over 3.7 million people already trust Zero with all their accounting needs. So remember, that's 50% off your first three months quick and easy to use accounting and round the clock customer assistance that's zero with an x link is in the description hi guys and welcome back to the blues focus podcast you join with me jamie lawler and we've got these two lovely gentlemen in sam sheffy and josh fletch how are we doing boys yeah really good thank you a uh, bit of a boring time in the international break going on but i'm sure we've got plenty to speak about still yeah, it's always yeah, boring. yeah all good anything major happen in the week boys or are we all good Oh, good, sir. Mm, yeah, starting my uni induction um, next week because I'm going off to do a master's at St. Mary's. So, uh, yeah, getting all uh, ready for that. So, that's something good to look forward to. That'll be good. Be good. Be good. Right. Well, let's crack on with the joys of an international break, lads. Let's talk about the uh, joys of the Millwall game and having Rowett back at the uh, wonderful stadium of St. Andrews. So, how did we feel the game went then, lads? I'll open it to you first, Sam. Uh, yeah, the, the game was really a game of two halves, wasn't it? The first half, really slow off the mark, you know, letting Mill get that goal a few minutes in, Kevin Nisbet scoring a free kick. And I mean, I, I said it to my dad before the game, you knew that he was going to score someone that we've been linked with in the past. I think I mentioned it to Tommy in the roost before the game that he was going to yeah. score and you just you know knew it was going to happen. And uh, yeah, really bad start. And then obviously the disallowed goal as well, went 2-0 down. But then, yeah, the Lino decided to raise his flag like a minute after the goal was scored which is a bit of a lucky break considering, you know, 
we haven't really had these decisions go in our favour in the past. But uh, yeah, got his decision go for us. And uh, second half, we we yeah done a lot better. And uh, Stansfield scoring his second goal of the season already with a real tidy finish. And uh, there's plenty of positives to build from in that game. You know, still undefeated, a point on the board, and going into international break fourth in the table. Stunning. And you, Josh, what did you think? Yeah, as Sam said, uh, tale of two halves, really. First half was the Blues that we're kind of used to, where when we have the ball, we don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, went 1-0 down. I mean, it was upsetting from Ruddy, really, because he doesn't really make those kind of mistakes. Um, unfortunate. And then, obviously, couldn't really get back into it. But second half, turned it around and was more the Blues we're used to this season. A lot quicker on the ball. And as Sam said, a very cultured finish by uh, Stansfield, who's looking like a great signing. 100% I fully back that worst half of football I've seen from us this season I think first half lads just couldn't couldn't pass anywhere like the amount of times we tried to switch the play went straight out of play like nothing and we all knew it lads the moment we went 1-0 down to a Gary Rowett team we dealt with him for long enough to know what was going to happen I mean I saw a corner kick get time wasted for at least a minute in the 30th and I was like are you joking mate is this actually it's like watching now? the Blues of old wasn't it yeah it was awful it's like watching it was old painful side. like and it was just long ball and it was working and that Cooper just had the beating of Hogan every time. Understandably, that Cooper's, what, 6'6"? Six, six? He's massive. Like, so it was one of them. Second half, I agree with you, is we came out a better team and I think we need to, you know, just cover Stansfield in whatever cotton wool we can and keep that man <laughs> as fit as we can this season because he is an absolute Literally. player. I think, shout out to um, Anderson, had a good game, I thought, as well. I was screaming for Bakuna to come up at the, for, at the end of the first half. I thought he lost the ball a few times and I was proved very wrong when he got an assist and played really well second half. So, mm. this why I'm not a football manager. We learned. Yeah, just to mention on Anderson as well, like he completely run himself into the ground, didn't he? And yeah. That's all we asked for as Blues fans. Yeah. You know, players that give 100% and you saw sort of towards the end that he was down on the floor. You know, he just about got up to uh, see out the five minutes that he was on for but until he got uh, brought off for Manuel Angelo. And um, yeah, he ran himself into the ground, didn't he? And I just think people like that the Blues fans are immediately going to take to because we ask for maximum effort you know the minimum requirement maximum effort so he's someone that yeah does typify that statement and uh, good on him as well you know free transfer our sort of player really 100% uh, what I did want to ask you is, is how did we find Dremer on his debut obviously losing Laird was always terrifying Bakuna's done great but how was it actually having an actual right back again did he have a good game did you think he wasn't great you could tell he was a little bit rusty, I think. A little bit rusty. Like, it's one of them ones where uh, I think his final game for Leeds and, like, since he got sort of taken on loan by us, um, he actually got brought off at half-time. So he's sort of coming off the back of that performance. Maybe that was playing in his head a little bit. But um, I, I would say he had a solid game. There was a couple of moments where, you know, he gave the ball away. I think I remember a time in the first half where he played one of the middle players through on goal and I was like, oh, my God, what have we got here? But... Um, yeah, he he done well, actually. He sort of settled into the game the more it went on. And considering, you know, he's a 21-year-old, still very young, uh, I think it's 21. a positive signing and good. Yeah, he's only 21. So he's like a brilliant cover, I think, for Laird. Obviously, when Laird comes back, he'll be the first choice. But um, someone with championship experience, he's played at Cardiff, got promoted last season with Luton. So I'd still say he's a good signing and, uh, yeah, someone to look out for in the future. And you, Josh, what did you think? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd say uh, he... Grew, definitely grew into the game as Sam said there was that one moment where I think we had a throw in and we just threw it to him and he just I think he was trying to kick it back to long and literally went straight to Nesbitt and I was like oh my god what have we signed mm. here but he grew into the game and I think it's really important to remember that he, he's on loan as well so we've got him for now 
And if it turns out that he's not the quality, we don't have to sign him. Um, I think that's that's really good that we've done. I think with the other centre back as well, that Iru, yeah, him on loan with we can buy him at any time during the season. So I think it puts us in good stead there that if he doesn't have to be the player we want, then we can just send him back uh, to his club. I think he'll grow into it. I said Laird, he's definitely going to be the number one option uh, when he comes mm-hmm. back. But he's a good. I don't want to call him a stopgap for now until Laird comes back, but I think he gives good competition to Laird. So, yeah. I think so. I think one thing we've majorly struggled with, I think, personally, over the years, squad depth and Christmas period. When you're getting three games in seven days, and it, you know, Ethan Laird, you've seen the way he plays, lads, and Buchanan the same, right? They are back and forth for 90 minutes. You know, there is no way you can play 270 minutes consistently at that pace. So it's going to be good to have them options to bring on and off. That's exactly it. We've got options now, haven't we, on yeah. both sides? And uh, yeah, shout out to Buchanan as well for the game against Mill. I personally that's thought he was mad at the match. Literally yeah. didn't put a foot wrong. Like, you can tell he's a Blues player through and through, and he just got yeah. stuck in and, um, yeah, worked really hard for the team. And he, he uh, yeah, was offering, you know, options going forward as well as back. And as you said there, Jamie, it's sort of someone that goes back and forth, real energy and vibrance and youth to the team. Something we've been crying out for for ages. It's been a while since I've had. Um especially a left-back at Blues, where I can watch a player running at him and I am so confident in myself, go, ah, Buchanan's got this. Well, he's got it, he's free, he'll take him down, like, oh, he's got the ball, there you go. And I'm like, oh, oh, we've got someone who actually knows how to defend. This is nice. Barely committed oh, a foul in the game as well. Yeah, that's like, what I mean, Really right. sort of clean tackler. It wasn't one of them ones where, you know, someone skinned him and he's had to bring him down for a yellow yeah. card. Just a tidy player. I think so. I think definitely. Uh, one talking point I did want to talk about, interestingly, is... He came on, obviously he got some abuse from the fans, Wes Harding. I thought he had a great game for Millwall, annoyingly. I think he dealt with Hogan quite well. But I also, personal opinion is he should have been sent off in the second half of that. That was a high tackle on Hogan. I don't know where you stand on it, but I think it was awful. Mm, yeah, it was a, it yeah, was a risky challenge to make, the, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, we'd, like, we'd had the Lukas Djukovic sending off um, against Cardiff. And I think if that's a red card, then we've got to look at Harding's as a red card as well. The fact we haven't actually appealed the Lukas Djukovic one either, um, I think kind of speaks volumes about, yeah, it probably was a red card. So, and if Duke's getting sent off for that, then I think Harding's got to get sent off as well. I mean, it could have, I mean, that is, and I'm, I don't say it lightly, that could have ended Hogan. Like that, that is a leg, if that goes the wrong way, your leg is gone. Like that look, but Hogan, I know, uh, don't get me wrong, I know he has his critics, but one thing I've known for, about Hogan is he, if he goes down, he doesn't go down for no reason, especially like that, and he was in a heap for about three, four minutes at least. Yeah. He was in a heap. You could see he was in agony. I was like, oh, yeah. that's not a good challenge. Uh, going on to Hogan, uh, penalty. Let's let's just get this one out of the way and talk about the penalty miss. Um, yeah. Obviously, end of the first half. And again, shout out to Anderson. He didn't give up on that ball. Every other player apart from Sarkic seemed to have just let it go dead and he did not give up on it. And fair play to him, rounded the keeper, took, got took out. And yeah, what happened, happened. And at that point, I fully committed to it was going to be a 1 or 2 nil Millwall and they're just going to absolutely... If we're not scoring penalties, I thought it's over. This is going to be a dross second half. They're going to bore it out. Where did you stand on it? Do you think we need a new taker now? Do you think someone needs you know step up and just take it properly? Uh, it's one of the things where we don't really have many takers as it is. Like yeah. you know, mean, we, we, we've had this problem for a while. I'm trying to think of like the last good penalty taker that Birmingham had. Marlon King. 
I mean, yeah, like I, I think maybe Cadiz because he was on penalties for yeah, a while. Cadiz, wasn't he? I think that's the last good penalty taker we actually had. It's it's been a problem for a while now because I remember for a period of time Donaldson took penalties less than convincing. Yukovic less than convincing. Dini. Apart from his one that was still floating in yeah. outer space yeah. somewhere <laughs> in the whole round. Like, we'll take that one away. But yeah, Dini. Lar Taylor. Decent taker, oh, but I guess I didn't really have enough penalties to take to be like a proven taker for us. True. It's a bit of a small sample size because I love, I love the way he took them though. I love the oh, audacity yeah. of his Cold penalties. Ice, just, yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. I was quite yeah, surprised that. that Bakuna didn't take it, to be honest. I he thought, was stood um, next to it as well. I thought he was yeah, like, Hogan thought he was he was having it. Yeah, I thought he was going to step up. Um, well, Stansfield, he's clearly high in confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like every part of potential penalty taker. Yeah. Every part of me wanted Ivan Sunjit to do like a twenty-step <laughs> run up and just thunder it into the corner, like absolutely put his laces for it. He had a good game, by the way. Ivan Sunjit, I thought again, he just ran ragged. Bielik was phenomenal again. I thought Bielik was fantastic. There was fans behind me saying Bielik's been crap since the start of the season, and I very nearly turned around and said something, but I let it go. We move. I think everyone had an alright game. I think bad first half, but everyone picked up. Yeah. Yeah, I think they complement each other well, don't they? Sunic and Bielik. Yeah. Um, Sunic against Cardiff was like the old Sunic we had. He was just a headless chicken. I mean, he was playing next to Bakuna. And I think with Bielik, it's like he can do all that running. Uh, but Bielik knows like where to be to cover him, whereas Bakuna yeah. doesn't. So they really do complement each other well. Bielik just he's like that big dad figure in the middle. He's just so <laughs> calm on the ball. He's just like, it's all right, yeah. you, you do, I've got it, I'm going to stay here. I'm six mm-hmm. up, six mm-hmm. foot up. We'll win every header. Don't worry about yeah. it. Like the amount of headers that man wins from goal kicks is like it's a joke, and it? it's like, don't mm-hmm. worry, long I got this bang, mm-hmm. forward again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think good start to a season for us, and it boys. If so, anyone had said to us, at five games have gone, you're on eleven points, you're unbeaten in the league, and you you scored in every game, I'd be like, what? Are you joking? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't fault the start. Uh, I no. think it's going well. I think we're missing that edge a, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think one clinical centre forward, and we're pushing mm. well, good in this team. I will put my petition out for Johnson Clark Harris again because I believe yeah. we want to get rid of him now. So, if anyone can hear me, please, for the love of God, <laughs> sign Johnson Clark Harris. Thank you. Yeah. Um, another talking point, which is not a nice one to have to go into, boys, but we need to get this one out of the way. Potential of uh, one John Eustace going to Rangers, and for the record, it's twenty to eight at night on Thursday the 7th so if anything comes out between now and the podcast coming out or if he officially stays or anything like that we don't know at the time so where do we stand? I'll leave it on to you Josh first Yeah I'm, I'm a massive useless fan to be fair I think when he came in I wasn't sure about him I'd not really heard much about him uh, knew, obviously he'd only really been at Kidderminster and I was a bit like, what? like why? why have we gone with Eustace? Uh, but since he's coming up, I've really liked him. He he's clearly learning with the team. I said, like as the team grows, you can see him growing as well. Like he's making different changes uh, with what he's doing. He seems to be learning from his mistakes. Not all of them. Some of them he is he seems to be stuck with. But I mean, the Millwall game kind of epitomised it in that first half just didn't work. Came out completely different team second half. So he clearly he'd spotted the problem. I was able to act on it and. I think he's young. Uh, the players love him. I mean, I, I always think of Bakuna in that 
he Akuna seems to be the type of player that he could be a problem in the dressing room, but he seems to love Eustace. I know at Bristol City away, I noticed that right at the end of the game, Bakuna had gone over uh, like to give a shirt to a fan, and Eustace went straight over to him, and they were hugging each other. And I remember last season when Eustace was under fire um, around Christmas, and Bakuna scored that free kick at Wigan, went straight to the touchline to hug Eustace. So I think he, he, he's clearly got the players on side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want Eustace to say I really like him as a manager. I'd say he's probably the favourite manager I've had since Rower. I know Monk was good, but he had his problems and left. But I think Eustace, as I say, he's a young manager. He's clearly growing with the team. So I'd hate to see him leave. Sam? Mm, I think you summed up really well there, Josh, the fact that Eustace is growing with the side. And I just think, yeah, he's got the players on the side. The camaraderie's there. In my mind, I see no reason to change it. I mean, obviously, it's another question whether Eustace wants to go to Rangers. But I think... He's got it so good here at the moment in the fact that, you know, we've had the takeover, the players like him, you know, the fans like him. It's one of them ones where it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. I just hope history doesn't repeat itself like um, it did in 2016, you know, with Rowett leaving and then Zola coming in and then just a complete depreciation in form. So I'm sure we'll get onto it about who's rumoured to take over you, so should he leave? But yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic to speak about. If I hear the name John Franco Zola mentioned anywhere near Birmingham City, I'm gonna have a fit. No. I will cry and just go. That's the first and last time Jamie mentioned Zola. <laughs> Honestly, I can't. I can't. I went to actually one of his games that we won. I went to Wolves away that year where we won two oh, one, and yeah, I was in shock that we actually won. Um, mm. But it's one of them. I've, I've obviously reading Wayne Rooney as a potential replacement, lads. What do we think? No, not me. No, not, not a fan. Me. Not a fan. I think it's, I think it's one of those, just a big name, isn't it? They're just trying to get a name in to get publicity and he hasn't done anything that's going to, that like shows that he's going to be any good. I mean, it could be amazing, but more than likely it's not going to be. Um, this just smacks of the Gary Rowett uh, departure in that he's going and they're just going to bring in a big name who hasn't really got any experience. So I'd stay away from Rooney for sure. This is a uh, yeah. shot in the dark, and I'm going to throw this one. Sorry to cut you up there, Sam. That's Sorry. all right. Um, this is <laughs> no, a shot in the dark here, but uh, if we want to play free throw and attack in football, what's Bielsa doing nowadays? Uruguay manager. Oh, is it? All right, yeah. I'll yeah, shut up yeah. cool. Otherwise, don't get me wrong, I'd love a Bielsa. Imagine Bielsa. Mm, Aggressive attacking football, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I think he brings that, a lot that. of problems, though. Mm. He does. It's so demanding to play that style of football, isn't it? Like I feel like mm. if we were to sort of properly go with someone like that, you'd need a couple windows to properly like bring in the players that he wants and the players that are going to just run their legs off and that. And yeah, it's, it's a bit mm. of a risky one, but um, there's been another like you know couple names that I've seen like floated around should Eustace leave. And um, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, we mentioned it before we got on the podcast, but if they really wanted to aim big, how big could we go? Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look it's, at the managers that are out of a job. There's a few. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want Lampard. Nope. Stay away. I reckon he'll go Saudi Arabia. I, I, I could see him going Saudi Arabia. Because John Terry's going, isn't he? Could Saudi be. I mean, that was a shout. Big Sam. <laughs> Just get me Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Potter's obviously names, I think, been mentioned on a tweet or two by people. Potter wouldn't be a bad shout. I'd like Potter. That, that's a very big ask, though, isn't it, for him to sort right. of come to Birmingham? Because we said, didn't we, that he rejected uh, Leon right in France. 
Mm-hmm. That itself, you know, would be a big job. But um, a name that I like, actually, someone that's sort of around the Midlands area is uh, Darren Moore. I don't know what you guys think of that. Mm. Oh, actually, that's not a bad shout. And I think he was... When he sacked after he got him promoted Wednesday? He was, he was sacked from yeah. Wednesday due to, like, wage joke. issues by yeah. Chanziri. And um, he's out of work at the moment. It's obviously someone from Birmingham. I think that's someone that the fans would immediately take to. I mean, obviously, we're thinking about lots of different things here. Like, Eustace is still... Birmingham City manager, but um, yeah, should he leave? I think Darren Moore is someone you could bring in that would understand the club. That's the main thing because with someone like Rooney, I, I just couldn't imagine him getting the club. You know what I mean? Like he'll have his own ideas on how he wants to play and what he wants to do that I just don't think someone like that, the fans would immediately take to. Yeah. Chris Wilder? Mm, bit of a, yeah, a bit of a controversial one, I think, that's in the fact that, you know, one of the managers you could either love or hate, it could go either way, couldn't it? And I think we're, I think we're all sick to death of back five football. Yeah, man doesn't kind of been around the block. Don't want wing backs anymore. Stop, stop with the mm. wing back game. Play, play actual wingers. Yeah. I do not want to see Syracuse Dembele bolting down as a left left defender. That's <laughs> no. not happening. No, like, no chance. Not. No. no. I think no, he... the worry, the worry for me as well is that if John Eustace was to leave, like as I said, the players seem to be really, really behind him. Oh yeah, and the dressing room will be a mental. I'd, I don't want to say that players would just down tools, but I think there'd be a bit of like even the players would be like, "What? Why? Why is he mm-hmm. like?" Because the players he he's brought the players to play the system that he wants, and he seems to get like Birmingham City football. I think obviously when we had Ratwick, that was very much like Birmingham City football in that it was just hard workers, not super flashy. Um, and I think since then we've had loads of managers that have tried to play almost like tiki-taki football and it just doesn't work at the Blues. Yet Eustace has come in and tried to implement that at points, realise, OK, that's not the way to go. But he's kind of got the team now, the players that can play that way, but also play the way that we want to play as well. So it's like a mixture of both. So it's like, at the moment, it is. it seems like it's the perfect recipe of... We've got a really strong back four, two really defensive midfielders, and then Sunjic who can like get forward as well because he's got the energy, and then the forward line that seem to be staying forward and attacking. And I just worry that if a new manager comes in, tries to change the philosophy, it's just going to go completely wrong. I mean, we'd need someone attacking and forward thinking, wouldn't we, as a manager? I mean, yeah. obviously, we're talk- like you said, we're talking like he's gone already. Hopefully, he's not going to go yeah. on personally like I like Eustace. Yeah, I really him. hope he stays. Same. Yeah, we all agree on that, which is nice. Um, but if we are looking for a forward-thinking manager, what about someone like Aitor Karanka? <laughs> forward-thinking? <laughs> no, no, because Sam Cosgrove's gone. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Cosgrove. Oh, yeah, yeah on that note, where did, how do we feel back. about... How do we feel about obviously Cosgrove? Go- how do we feel about the transfer window in total, boys? Like, how do we feel like it went? Anything it's a good you window, work on? Good it's, window. I, I'm scared to say. I think it's the best transfer window I've seen at the Blues. I can't. I can't for life me think of one that's gone. I think yes, we had the Harry Redknapp one where all the net, like we had big names come in, but that was more. I think that was more hype. Whereas this one, the players were getting. It's like. I like completely see how they fit the system. They're blues type players. We're getting them on cheap. Like I think we've actually probably had the best transfer window in England. I can't think I of think another team that's had there. Like in terms of we haven't spent loads. Yeah, we haven't spent loads of money. 
the players are all good quality and like even even the the two that have come in that drama and Aru, like i said earlier they're on loans with ability to buy so even though we've like we've got them and we could sign them if they turn out not to work well we can send them back and it doesn't affect us really so i think we've had a great transfer window considering we've just obviously come off the back of a new ownership so obviously you're mm. going to be feeling the EFL kind of stipulations the FFP stuff from previous ownership I think we've basically I know some of them are undisclosed fees so we can't put a proper figure on mm. everything but I think we basically used Job money Jude yeah. money from the Real Madrid sale and obviously other money coming in Chong. and we haven't I don't think we've over yeah Chong I forgot about Chong mm. other money like and we haven't gone over the budget we haven't you know, gone stupid. I think losing Cosgrove was probably important because I imagine he was on a big yeah. wage. Obviously, it's sad he never really got his chance, but these things That's happen it, in football. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and you know he's at Barnsley now, and we we wish him all the best. Exactly. No, it's uh, but I'm still going to position for if we if we got right. I'm telling you now, when there was two hours left of that transfer window, and I read Peterborough put a statement out saying we have allowed Johnson Clark Harris to talk to football clubs. If that had happened that night, lads, I mm. would have uh, I would have cried. I would have been so happy. You don't understand. I was ready to have a party. I would have been a ten out of ten. It would have been the best window in history that I've been alive for. Like I think, I would have been. I think that was almost a bit of a letdown at the end of the window. Like I, I was sitting like, obviously on Twitter, seeing who was coming in and like what we were linked with him. And then the Oliver Burke one came in, and I was like, okay, a decent signing, like good squad depth. And then I read it, and I was like, thirteenth and final signing, and it was just like, ah. And it, it was That's kind of it. like a balloon, but then I had to like remind myself of no, this has actually been an amazing transfer window. Like, yeah. yes, we didn't get that really top striker, but like as you said, we've scored in every game so far this season. And yeah. I can't. When is the last time Blues have gone on this many games scoring like oh. in a row? Like, last season, or maybe not even last season. The Blues of the last couple of years. If you go one 0 down to Millwall at home against Gary Rowan yeah. team, lads, that's three 0 that's a GG. Like we're pushing yeah. for it and we're conceding again. Like yeah. there is no way we had the character to miss a penalty and still score a goal back then. It's that mentality change. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's big time. It's that belief. We actually have a bit of belief now where we can go mm -hmm. forward and you've got people like Bakuna playing to where they want to do and they're threading them yeah. nasty through balls in and you've got someone like Stanfield mm. now who will actually run onto it and hit it first time. Some little clinical bits of football we've mm -hmm. got. Back onto mm. Oliver Burke. I think it was a good signing. I don't get me wrong. Mm. It was it a little bit like oh yeah. But I think more than anything, depth, pace, yeah. and aggression. Mm. Pace, big time as well. We've been screaming about we need a pace, more pacey forwards. I mean, Oliver Burke's lightning. Has anyone seen his highlights? He is quick. Yeah. Mm. We've got a lot of pace now, haven't we? And as you said, we haven't had oh, that yeah. in a long time. Options as well, you know, not just like one player we look to. We go, oh yeah, give him the ball, and then he could run out wide with it. We've got players all over the pitch that can do it now, and substitutions that we can make to really impact games and that. And um, yeah. I think Burke's going to be. A decent player for us. I, as you said, you know, there's a lot of people that were a bit underwhelmed by the signing because of who we were linked with prior to signing Burke. You know, deadline day, you see all the rumours that are swirling around and that. But I think it's one of the things where if we would have signed Burke like two, three weeks ago, the fans wouldn't have sort of been as, you know, down about it as what they could have been, you know, with all the names we're being linked with. But I still think it's a decent signing and I think he would do well. I think we yeah. could have won that game if we had Burke as well. This sounds daft against mm. Millwall, but I think one thing we were screaming for in the last 20 minutes was pace yeah. and legs. And I think that was the sad thing because we obviously it came in so late in the window we couldn't register him in time. If yeah. that had come through at four or five pm, you're laughing. I'd get him on the bench mm -hmm. for the next hour. I'd have brought him on with half an yeah. hour to go and gone run at him. 
Same. Yeah. They were. So, I think I'm... they were exhausted towards the end of the game. You could see Millwall just wanted mm. the final whistle as well at one point. They were done. Yeah, I think a massive one for Burke as well. He's like Sandsfield. He can play up front, right wing, left wing, and he can probably play just behind the striker as well. Yeah. Another player that can Different play multiple areas. positions. Mm. So we can constantly, not just when he comes on, can play that, but switching throughout the game. I said we did that a couple of times yeah. um, it, against Millwall. Again, not as much as I'd like. I know we did it quite a lot in Plymouth. Um, they were switching, and it just gives the opposition somewhat more to think about. And like, yeah, it. it it's working. So again, getting in someone like Burke again on a loan, um, so we don't have to fully commit to him if we don't want to. But um, yeah, it's another really good signing from Gardner. I think so. Do you think we're missing depth in any position though now, lads, or do you think do you think we're just one more centre forward maybe? Another. I think right back. I'm happy with left back. Mm-hmm. We've got Longello as a backup. I'm sure one of the mm-hmm. new play. I think Dremer can probably play at left back if he has to. Absolutely yeah. has to. Like mm-hmm. we've got enough centre backs now, do you think we need one more? Like midfield I think we're fine. Left for. left footed centre back for me. Yeah. Agree. I think it's it's more so maybe like an issue with quality instead of depth, especially when you look at the striking positions. That's yeah. what it is. It's, you know, we've got we've got the players, it's whether they're gonna perform for us or not. That's mm-hmm. the question, isn't it? I think so. I think I'd be interested to see maybe have we got any promising youth products? Maybe bringing one of them in for a bit more bench time. Be interesting now. Cosgrove's gone, or someone like that. That's that a good guy. free agent. Uh, that's yeah. it, Dixon. Yeah, he's scored a couple yeah. of goals. Yeah, he's quite good. I, I was a bit um, gutted that that Josh Andrews went out on loan because um, yeah. I would have liked to see him. But I mean, obviously, he's getting more game time now. But um, he scored last weekend, like, actually for Accrington. Yeah, yes, he, yeah, he yeah, he did. Already. So it'd be interesting to see if, if he if we call him back early maybe um from his loan if we're able to do that. Um if he comes into the squad. But obviously we've got the likes of Tyler Roberts when he comes back. I know he was playing more in like the Campbell yes. or out on the wing, but he can play up front. Yeah. So maybe we put him up front. Maybe if he comes back Stansfield moves further yes. forward. Like we I like, I like we've that got so too. many options that we can do now. It's not players that are just stuck in fixed positions. They can they can all chop and change. I think so. I agree. I think it's so nice to have just that. Just having that bit of option again. Like it's nice having a bit of a change about but I agree. I think Stansfield at the in the actual main striker role would be filthy. I think he's so, anyone sees turn against that Millwall defender in the corner by the way. Oh, oh my days. Yeah. Absolutely mugged him clean off yeah. right into the box. He was like in the, even in the first half I said it, I was like, if anyone's putting an effort and a shift in here, it's him. Mm-hmm. He's trying to chase yeah. down the ball. He's trying Puts to get himself to about, it. doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, like he's a good player. I can't believe mm-hmm. he's, you can see why twelve championship teams wanted him before he came yeah. to us. Like, mm-hmm. and that's another thing. If Eustace goes, everyone signed up to the project with Eustace, and I, I worry yeah. that the squad is gonna just struggle a little bit. The de- like the dressing room is gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't. I really. It's a real worry, isn't it? Just want it cleared up as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. but and coming into obviously an international break, like we said, and the last point we'll talk about is Watford away, lads. How do we feel about that? been a bit of a tricky uh, ground for us to play at in recent years, isn't it? I can't mm. remember us winning at Watford in a very long time. Did I read it's, a stat the other day saying ground. we haven't scored there for a long time? Yeah, yeah. The, the stats that keep on appearing about Watford away, it's just, you know, one of the things where if it was going to happen any season for us to sort of break this duck, it's going to be this season, isn't it? The way so, that we're playing at the moment. I'd love a good away day at Watford. You know, the fans getting them all up and uh, 
yeah, hopefully get towards those automatic places because I know like pressing the top of the league at the moment, who would have expected that? Yeah. Like this championship season, I think it's going to be really topsy turvy with, you know, the teams that have come down from the Premier League. You look at last week, the fact that all three relegated teams from the Premier League didn't even score and there's only one point between the three of them. So it's going to be a really open championship season. I just hope we can be that team that, you know, nobody expects to be there that can just break through. Just do it. Just push top six. I'm just getting stats through sent to me now. Uh, 2009 was the last time we won at Watford and 2011 was the last time we scored on Watford. Chris Wood in a 2-2 draw followed go. by Jerome 1-0 in 2009. Mm. We need to break that duck at some point, boys, and I'm hoping this Blues team have it about them. Watford, yeah. inconsistent this season. They're trying to do things differently. Mm. They had a 3-3 against Cobb, didn't they? And did you uh, see the own goal they scored? Oh, dear. Yeah. Right yeah. That, that, yeah, it's not good. 18th with one win they are. Mm -hmm. so, but how blues would it be you know the pessimistic blues fan that I, <laughs> I, I've gotten accustomed with being is telling me that mm -hmm. they're going to turn up and remember how to play football and it's going to be like 4-0 Watford but, but the thing is though the pessimistic blues fan was me watching that Millwall game on Saturday when we missed the Hogan penalty thinking that's game gone yeah but in that game you know we come back and actually got a point which is something that I'm mm -hmm. not used to seeing so this blues team you know hopefully will keep on surprising us so we can get all three points at Vicarage Road I think so, and um, yeah, Keenan Davis ain't there anymore. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, like to score against us, doesn't he? Last season, I was there when he scored against us, giving it to the fans. Not good. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah, these things happen in football. But I, I agree. With this. I'm, I'm gonna say in my, in my optimistic blue style, I'm gonna say that I think we can actually go and win two one. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking three one. I don't know why, but I'm really confident about this game. I just think we could get amongst them and really, you know, mm. put them on the back foot because, you know, you, you know what the away fans are going to be like. They're going to be in full voice. And I just think Watford as a club at the moment, you know, it's in a bit of a steady, like, you know, decline because of what's happened with the Premier League, you know, players they got in, Valerian Ishmael there, not exactly convincing his Watford manager the fact they've lost uh, Jao Pedro and Ishmael Asar and not really replaced them as well, you know, I think. For Watford, they're in a real sort of um, turbulent time at the moment. I think we can capitalise on that. So I'm going 3-1 Blues, optimistic. Interesting. Uh, uh, I think I think we're going to win 1-0. I think we're going to keep a clean sheet. I think Ethan Laird, well, hoping that Laird and Dembele are back. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, 1-0. Bakuna goal. That's what I'm going for. We're going to hit him on the Bakuna's going to be on the end of it. Yeah. Nice little, nice little bit of backer magic. Yeah, definitely. Little, little, little uh, Japanese Berbatov setup. Yeah, that's what we want in it, lads. <laughs> definitely. Like to see, like him start. To be fair. I, I know. Yeah, I couldn't believe he didn't start actually against Millwall. I was like, oh. Mm. It's hard to drop Bakuna though, isn't it? And it's hard to drop Anderson when he's playing well. And Stansfield had to start after that last game, so you can see, obviously, yeah. someone had to be dropped. But actually, yeah. that's an interesting point. What about um? What about someone like Miyoshi up front? What would you say for that? Or do you think that's a no-no? I'd, I'd push Stansfield forward and put Miyoshi in behind him. Yeah. That's what I'd do. I think we're still trying to figure out his best position at the moment, aren't we? Just sort of like moving him around that front mm -hmm. forward to see where he works best. Yeah. It's nice to have a left-footed attack a lot of that, though, as well. Like... Yeah. And he can he's just so classy on the ball. Anyway, I'm going to stop before this turns into an hour-long session of why James is <laughs> with Kojo Miyoshi. Because it will happen. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything, lads, unless there's anything else you just want to bring up or talk about. No, we're all good, I think. 
So cool. Yeah. So that that's season four, episode six, lads, of the Blues Focus podcast. Obviously, please follow us on all socials, which will, I'm assuming, pop up and be in the description of the pod. And yeah, I've been Jamie Lawler, that's been Sam, and that's been Josh, and we will catch you next time. Keep right on. Keep, Keep right on. on. Social Podcast Network. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.